Hi, it's Joey Remini here from Seeking Balance Australia and welcome to our YouTube channel for people with persistent dizziness. So today I wanted to go over some really common misunderstandings about vertigo and I'm going to talk through them kind of quickly and then I might flesh them out more later on. But if you have any questions about vertigo, about dizziness, about something you're experiencing, chances are somebody else has the same question too. So hit reply on your vertigo starter kit, which you can sign up on the link below and ask your question. I will answer it on this YouTube channel. So first of all, one of, so we've got five common misunderstandings. One is, you know, is there a quick fix or a generic quick fix for vertigo? And in a nutshell, I would say probably not. The ears are extremely complicated and dizziness can come from many different systems in the body. Not just the ears, but also, you know, visual disturbances can come from migraines and from things happening around the brain, any confusion happening in the neural networks of the brain. Often it's the balanced brain area. Uh, dizziness can also be associated with res respiratory disorders and, you know, oxygen and carbon dioxide ch level changes can be cardio reasons and there can be neurology reasons. Uh, so we see dizziness in people with multiple sclerosis and all sorts of congenitive or degenerative diseases. When you're talking about vertigo from the inner ears, the inner ears themselves are very complex and it will depend on which part of the inner ear is causing the error signal that creates the vertigo. So generally speaking, there is not a generic quick fix, but that does not mean that it can't be resolved. Okay, the body is really good at creating adaptation and substitution pathways. So if something is permanently damaged or even degenerating, that doesn't mean you can't still be using what's left any residual function or even building and recreating new balance pathways. And that process is what I encourage people through in their rock steady and their beautiful balance programs. So everyone's different and you do have to very gently navigate your way forwards. So another one was, oh yeah, can vestibular suppressant medication like Circ or Stematel, you know, cure vertigo? And it's really important to know what vestibular suppressant medication is. So your ears are constantly communicating with your eyes and your brain and your body, and they're detecting movement, whether it be accelerations, tilts or rotations. And all of those detections are really important for our balance system to be healthy. Now, when we have vertigo, generally speaking, there's error signals coming from somewhere in the ear system, all right? And that's causing nystagmus or movement of the eye muscles. And what the vestibular suppressant medication is doing is it's, you know, it's stopping that signal between the ears, the eyes and the brain to basically mute, numb or make those error signals quieter. So they're less disruptive and less disturbing. So when we're feeling very disruptive, spinning and vomiting, those medications can help us to feel a little better. But the problem in the long term is, is they're actually shutting down the recovery system. So if our eyes, our ears and our brain are actually suppressed, those communication pathways are suppressed, then we can't actually rebuild and rediscover new pathways. So one of the side effects to those medications is, of course, dizziness because you're suppressing the balance system. So they do not cure vertigo. They do not fix vertigo. They do not prevent vertigo. They just create a temporary numbing. So it's really important to talk with your doctor and be very careful if you are on those medications long term because they do have significant side effects. Now, the next one is do Brant Daroff exercises cure or treat 
all types of vertigo. Now the Brandt Daroff exercises have been around for decades. So many of you may have seen these or tried these and it's when you sit on the side of the bed and you sort of flop side to side looking up at the ceiling and it's a repeated flopping side to side on the bed. Generally speaking, they do aggravate the dizziness and make people feel worse. And I guess there's a couple of reasons why people might try these, but they're generic, okay? These are not specific ear exercises. But it can be useful maybe if you've got calcium particles that are actually stuck like glue in your ear, you can agitate those to help them get unstuck. But we don't use the Brant Daroff for that so much anymore. We tend to use very gentle tapping at the back of the affected ear. So I wouldn't prescribe Brant Daroff for that these days. Everyone's different though, so by all means gather information and use what works for you. And then when it comes to benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, where the calcium particles are loose and free-floating, so they're not stuck, I would use um, ear-specific exercises like I've spoken about the Epley or the barbecue roll. Depending on which ear is affected and which canal, I would choose a very specific treatment rather than a generic flopping around one. What we see with the Brandt Daroff is some people are overdoing it and they're actually agitating the ears. So they're causing more aggravation of those floating or stuck calcium particles. And then it's leading to actually more complicated forms of benign paroxysmal positional vertigo or BPPV. So I would be really careful about, you know, thrusting yourself back and forwards repeatedly on the bed. By all means, try it once or twice. But I have actually seen people who are, who are repeating it, you know, up to five times a day, every day, you know, for a week or a month, and they still don't feel better. So, you know, try it once or twice. If you feel better, that's wonderful. If it hasn't worked, that's okay. There are other exercises that you can try. All right. The third myth, or no, the fourth misunderstanding was I had people asking me, are all doctors and specialists you know, ear, nose and throat specialists or neurologists, are they all specialized in vertigo and dizziness? Are they trained in the recovery process? And we talk about this in the bonus expert interviews with the Oto neurologist, Dr. David Schmulevitz. The answer is no, okay? So many general practitioners do have a line of speciality, whether that be, um, you know, obstetrics or all sorts of things. GPs do specialize in various areas. But generally speaking, they don't specialize in vertigo recovery or dizziness. So some GPs will have had, you know, a, a little bit of training through their medical degree on the inner ears and on types of vestibular conditions. Some will definitely know about hall pike tests and Epley maneuvers, which is the bare minimum hopefully most GPs do know about. But some GPs won't even know about that, okay? They just simply won't have come across that in their training and their their clinical experience. GPs have a really difficult job keeping on top of everything. So I just think use your GP as a referral source, as somebody you can talk to to monitor all of your healthy vital symptoms. But GPs are not necessarily going to have the answers to your specific and complex vertigo questions, and that's okay. So GPs will often refer you to some type of vestibular specialist. Now, if you go to an ear, nose and throat specialist who happens to focus in on throats or, you know, certain nasal passage cancers, they also may not know so much about vertigo or dizziness. So not all ear, nose and throat specialists have chosen to really fine tune their knowledge in the process of vertigo recovery. 
and managing persistent dizziness. So again, it can feel like a roadblock because you go to the specialist and they're not super helpful or able to answer all of your questions as you would like it to be. Same thing can happen with a neurologist. If you go see a neurologist who might specialize in some other area of the body, when you ask about your dizziness and vertigo, you might sort of feel like it's another roadblock. You know, why isn't anyone answering my questions? So otoneurologists, they specialize in the actual, you know, eye movements and the inner ear messages. They are specialists in the vertigo process. They're around, you can look them up, ask your GP to refer you to an otoneurologist or a neurootologist. Otoneurologists are ear, nose and throat surgeons who specialize in the realm of vertigo and neurootologists are neurologists who specialize in the realm of vertigo. You may also be lucky enough to know a vestibular physiotherapist or vestibular audiologist. There are not many of us around. Some people may have, you know, two weeks training or a one weekend workshop, but they may not actually be specialized in dizziness or vestibular rehabilitation. So they may have very limited exposure. So it's not that it's anybody's fault. It's just that this is a very specific I suppose cohort of professionals who have chosen to specifically focus in on dizziness and vestibular recovery. So it, I know it can feel like lots of roadblocks and it's super frustrating and you want the answers now, you want them yesterday. But unfortunately, you may just have to keep looking until you find a specialist who you can trust and someone who can really nurture you through the step-by-step -step process toward recovery rather than simply referring you on again and again and again. So hang in there and keep looking. I hope you find someone local to you, someone you can work with. And lastly, number five was, is it true that you can't cure vertigo and that there's nothing you can do to help with vertigo? So this really is a big misunderstanding and a big myth. Now, if you think about it, if someone has been handballed, you know, from, from multiple GPs to maybe a few different enos and throat surgeons, to a few different neurologists, etc., and they're still feeling like their questions are not answered, they still feel like persistent dizziness and not quite right, and you know, it's a really difficult road for them. They may have maybe well over a year of investigations. I can totally understand how you might feel a bit hopeless and as though there is nothing that can be done, because in that situation, the person has invested time and money into being really proactive, you know, about addressing their symptoms and their concerns, but they may not have yet actually spoken to a specialist who can really sensitively answer their questions and walk them through the step-by process about how to manage it on a daily basis. It's never about just taking a pill and forgetting about it, and it's pretty rare that it's associated with a surgical quick fix. So often it does involve skills, tools, and really specific choices that are going to nurture your neuroplastic process. It certainly involves honoring that there will be frustration and anger and emotions popping up that do not feel good. But guess what? Our emotions certainly impact on our balance system and they do impact on our balance or our body's ability to re-establish balance. So it is really important that we have skills, tools, and strategies to really stay clear thinking and connected and confident in that emotional part of ourselves, as well as having the physical strategy of how do we reintroduce different accelerations, rotations, and tilts so that the brain can actually recapture and rebuild balance. 
So I totally understand that some of you might be feeling like, you know, this is hopeless, I can't figure this out, I feel really stuck, I feel really, you know, run down and just over it. I hear that a lot in clinic, clients who are just over it. But I want you to know that you can develop a daily plan, a structure, a method to help your body make the best of whatever balance it has left. There is balance sitting in our ears, we use our eyes, we use our spinal column and all the reflexes through our arms and legs, etc. The balanced brain is designed to filter out rubbish information and to capture useful information. So it just could be that part of your system is not quite in alignment and it needs some fine tuning. So I encourage you to stay with your home program. Make sure you're doing, you know, really gentle. 15 minutes a day is great. Stick with it. If you're doing generic and random exercises, make sure you speak to a specialist or try the Rocksteady program and get very special customized exercises just for you, okay? So get the resources and tools you need to make this process elegant and to help you get through it uh, to believe in yourself to make it happen. So thank you for listening to this quite long video. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. I will be releasing new videos probably roughly once a week. Submit your questions by hitting reply to the Vertigo Starter Kit, the recovery Vertigo Recovery Starter Kit. All the links are below. Click subscribe and you'll know whenever we have new videos posted. So thank you for being in this community and keep going. Believe in your recovery. Your body wants to change. Trust me, neuroplasticity is real and alive. So I'll see you along the way. Bye for now.